Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at cruiseradio.net. Hope you had an awesome three-day Memorial Day weekend. What'd you do, Doug? Went to a concert and swept my butt off outside in 95-degree weather. Nice. What'd you do? I was uh, by the lake enjoying many, 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 many Coronas. You were at your lake house, right? I was. Okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm very rich and fancy that way. On this show, we're going to talk to physician's assistant Ed McDonough about norovirus and Paul Motter of CruiseMates.com about smuggling alcohol onto your cruise. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is here. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, man. Let's get right to it. Uh, big story. The fuel explosion in Gibraltar while Royal Caribbean's Independence of the Seas was tied up there. They pulled the gangway and left immediately. I'm assuming that was a safety precaution, but was the ship in danger at any time? Well, the, the good news is, from what, we're, what we know, is the ship was never in danger. Uh, it was a fuel tank that uh, was somewhat close to the ship. Uh, Twelve passengers were injured, but they claim it was very, very minor uh, injuries. And uh, so they essentially, like you said, they, they, they skedaddled out of there, and they were getting ready to, to leave. You know, they were close to leaving anyways. So, um, you know, their, their day in Gibraltar was, uh, was, was pretty much over. How did the people get hurt? Did, the, uh, like, did it blow up and blow the top off the uh, fuel container? The, the, it's one of those big tanks. So okay. the, the top of the, the tank was blown. So the, 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 the force that was generated from the explosion uh, probably, you know, threw some people, uh, you know, around. Uh, while we're on the subject of Royal Caribbean, they'll be heading back to Japan this August. Now, did they originally pull out of Japan after the uh, earthquake back in March? Uh, they did, and uh, as did Costa. And, um, you know, right after, uh, you know, Royal Caribbean announced they're going to be going back um, in September, um, Costa will be returning uh, as well. So both, both cruise lines are going to be returning. Uh, I think uh, Costa is going to be, like, really toward the end of August. And uh, Royal Caribbean, I think, is actually July. Gotcha. Uh, I think July 30th is uh, the first sailing for Legends of the Seas, uh, which departs uh, round trip out of Hong Kong. So that, that's, that's very good news. Now, did they just pull out because the ports were, were they just flattened or what? They, they weren't flattened. I, I think a lot of it had to do with the unknown. I mean, you know, would you want to be taking a cruise to an area that was possibly uh, having some kind of a nuclear fallout. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the, so you know, just for you know, the ship safety, passenger safety, and and you know, and out of respect for the people of Japan, the last thing you know, there's people there that were suffering, you know, from the from the the tsunami and and the nuclear fallout, and the last thing you need to do is having people come uh, and complaining about uh, long lines for food or you know, it, it just wasn't the right uh, right time to be going and. Now is the time, you know, Japan has opened up their doors and, and, and welcoming the, the tourists back. So that, that's really a, a great sign. Good, good vote of confidence. Yeah, that's good to hear. So the MSC Opera, remember a couple of weeks ago, whenever it was in the Baltic and it broke down, everything happened, passengers were inconvenienced, all that stuff. Well, it went to dry dock, got fixed, went back to Southampton, ready to sail on another, uh, like, eight-night voyage, and then it was detained. <laughs> Why? Yep. The, uh, essentially, the, the British equivalent of the Coast Guard said, pull over. Uh -huh. And uh, they essentially, um, quote, arrested the ship and uh, detained it uh, until uh, they were able to meet certain safety regulations that they were not meeting. 
and actually apparently they worked out some kind of an agreement in order to bring the ship back up to uh, safety regulations. Hmm. So ships- what those regulations were, what those infractions were, we don't know, but uh, it, was, it was okay enough for the, the British Coast Guard to allow uh, MSC's opera to, uh, to go on her way and, and leave as scheduled. Does this happen a lot, ships getting detained? No. It's, it's a very, very rare occurrence. So it, it couldn't have been just a, a minor you know, infraction. So there, there must have been something somewhat substantial, but they were able to agree on some corrective measures to allow the ship to uh, go on its way. So the Seaborne Quest is about to set sail on its maiden voyage, and I understand you're going to be a part of it. Yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting. This is the third uh, Odyssey-class uh, ship, the third new ship that Seaborne has built. It's uh, 32,000 tons. It only holds 450 passengers. And many people consider these three ships to be among the absolute very best in the world, definitely yeah. six-star luxury. And uh, this ship is, uh, was delivered uh, over the weekend. Stuart, for those who are not familiar with Seaborne, what all do they have to offer? <laughs> well, they're, they're very well, call it well-proportioned ships as far as it's a nice-sized ship, 32,000 tons but it has only 450 passengers. So there's a lot of wow. space per passenger. The, the food, the dining, the service, it's all, you know, like white glove. It's just, it, it, it's, it's the top of the line. It's, it's, a, it's the very best that cruising has to offer. Uh, they, they really kind of look at their few of their ships as almost like yachts, where it's, it's your private ship. And uh, it's just a very intimate experience with, you know, being able to experience the very finest uh, in food and service and accommodations that cruising has to offer. All right, well, have fun on that. I will, and we'll certainly have a a nice report next week. One final question, very important, uh, Stuart, Heat or Mavericks? Oh, by far, Heat and Five. Okay, got money on it? Uh, No, just just very confident. The Heat are just amazing. Oh, they're on fire, I understand. They're playing incredibly well. Mm. And, uh, you know, all they have to do is contain our friend Dirk Nowitzki, and uh, I think we're I think they're in good shape. All right, Stuart Sheeran, thanks for being with us on Sports Talk. We'll be back with more pregame show after this. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise one. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise one. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun? Cosmo? Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise one. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise one. Let us send you on your way. Cruise one. Number one in cruising nationwide. One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Each episode, we give you Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. If you're heading to Europe this summer and happen to be cruising into Venice, the Venice Cruise Terminal has announced that as of July 2nd, it will open up a new comfort lounge for arriving passengers who are waiting for airport transfers. The air-conditioned lounge will be fitted with comfortable seats and massage chairs, monitors that broadcast news, tourist info, and flight departures, a reading room with international outlets, free Wi-Fi, and a printer for web check-in. There will be food and beverage service as well as a hostess offering general assistance and 
information. Also, a kids' room will feature a children's playground, other games, and arts and crafts supplies. The admittance is six euros. That's eight dollars and sixty cents U.S., which includes a free soft drink. Accompany children under the age of twelve get in free. It's open from eight to five during the peak days of July, August, September, and October. The lounge is located on the first floor of Terminal One Hundred Three. We have with us on the line physician's assistant Ed McDonough. Welcome to Cruise Radio. Thank you, Matt. And you're in Jacksonville. Yes, I am. Very nice. We want to talk about norovirus, which sometimes happens on cruise ships. First of all, what exactly is norovirus, and how does it differ from the flu or food poisoning? Well, the norovirus is actually a group of viruses that causes the stomach flu. So it doesn't cause any respiratory problems. It's all GI or, or gastrointestinal type symptoms. And what are those symptoms specific to norovirus? Well, typically they would include nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, sometimes some stomach cramping. Uh, you can sometimes have a low-grade fever, chills, um, headache, muscle aches. They can be typical flu-type symptoms, but it's, it's mostly, um, like I said, stomach type of stuff. Okay, so what should one do if they suspect they have norovirus, aside from, you know, notifying crew members or going to the infirmary? Well, first off, the norovirus is highly contagious, and yes. it's tr- transmitted by what's called oral fecal route. And what that means is that um, people that, that may not have the best of hygiene or don't wash their hands after going to the bathroom, yeah. they touch something that's ingested by somebody else. And the symptoms usually start within 24 to 48 hours after uh, exposure. So. Um, the, the symptoms are usually pretty severe and usually pretty sudden in onset. And there's not a whole lot to do about it, unfortunately. So uh, as far as, you know, what should someone do once they develop the symptoms, obviously you would go to the infirmary. The biggest concern is dehydration. Um, you're not keeping any food down or any liquids down, and you're having diarrhea. So you're, you know, anything you do get in comes right back up or goes right back out. So dehydration is one of the, the major issues. So fluids, small amounts of fluids at a time is probably the, the biggest thing. Um, it doesn't last very long and generally is, is self-limiting and goes away without any treatment. So people who are dirty and don't have good hygiene pass it along. <laughs> and those aren't the people that should be uh, feeding us. <laughs> be, beware the dirty people. That's, uh, right. that's not true, obviously. Some uh, innocent people uh, get this and uh, unfor- hopefully don't, don't pass it along. But. Well, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's the kind of thing that, you know, you can find on countertops. It's not... It's not a, bi- a bad hygiene type of uh, illness. It's just, you know, transmitted by bacteria that's found in, in stool or in vomit. And, you know, like I said, if someone didn't necessarily wash their hands or wash their hands well, put their hands on a counter, uh, it can be found in, in um, food, that's, that's, you know, like vegetables, that kind of thing, where they're cutting vegetables and it was on the vegetables. Right. Um, so it's not necessarily a bad hygiene type of, of illness. Right. In fact, it isn't. And Certainly. all types of people, all levels of people will, you know, can't get this. And it spreads quickly. Yeah, norovirus shows no prejudice. That's correct. Um, That's very correct. Are there any cases where norovirus is fatal? I guess from dehydration, possibly. But it go, people who uh, do not treat it or acknowledge it could probably, possibly, in rare cases, die from it? It's, it's rare that it's fatal. People that would you know, be of concern for that would be people that are immunocompromised already, so their immune system is already weakened, their body is yeah. weakened. The elderly, um, yeah. children, um, again, people with, with illnesses, diabetes, for example, um, you know, it, it could screw up their, their blood sugars. Um, in that regard, for the most part, it's, it's, not, it's not fatal. 
uh, pretty self-limiting, goes away within a couple of days without a whole lot of treatment. But again, dehydration, and if there's someone that's at risk for dehydration, they're the ones that are going to be in danger. So obviously, take advantage of all those hand sanitizers that are on board before you go into uh, common areas, for example, the, the, the dining areas. And of course, you know, the thing is about the questionnaires before you board the ship that say, have you been sick, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people are lying because they don't want to be turned away. Right. It, it always astounds me when I'm in the restroom and I see guys walk right out without washing their hands. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> like, yeah, really? yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that's a real common thing. And that's, yeah. that's exactly how it's spread. How long after you contract norovirus will you feel the, the real sickness? Usually about 24 to 48 hours. And I'm sorry, you know, I know you said this earlier. How long does it take to run its course, you know, with the, with the vomiting and the diarrhea last? Usually about two to three days. Okay. And again, these are, these are you know, very varied numbers, but, but this is kind of on average. Physician's assistant Ed McDonough, thank you so much for talking to us. We really appreciate the information. You're quite welcome. I enjoyed it. If you want to enjoy all the unedited interviews of Cruise Radio, then sign up for Cruise Radio Premium content at cruiseradio.net. Hear all the interviews that don't make it to the show, behind the scenes, off-the-cuff talk with crew and officers, on-demand interviews, and more at Cruise Radio Premium content. Sign up today at cruiseradio.net. Just click the Premium Content icon. The editor-in-chief of CruiseMates.com, Mr. Paul Mutter. Welcome back to Cruise Radio. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm enjoying your article here at CruiseMates.com, How to Smuggle Booze onto a Cruise Ship. It's always been taboo and a big no-no, but yet people do it anyway. That's right, they do. So what are the facts? Okay, well, first of all, let's go back to the beginning, to why I wanted to even address this topic in an article on CruiseMates. Yeah. Because we don't normally write articles that have to do with breaking the rules for cruise lines. <laughs> right. But at the same time, it is the most asked question any cruise person ever gets. Yeah. And we're pretty sure it's mostly first-time cruisers who don't actually know the rules about bringing alcohol on ships. And so there are various rules depending on which cruise line you're talking about. Some cruise lines do allow you to bring two bottles of wine on a ship, and other cruise lines will confiscate any alcohol you try to bring on at all. Right, and if, you, if they do catch you, they actually do put it to the side and let you pick it up after the cruise, right? For the most part, they do, yes. They'll tell you you can pick it up afterwards, especially if, if somebody has a really good excuse for having the alcohol in their suitcase. Right. Like, I heard a great excuse from a guy who said, oh, we were just in Mexico shopping and we picked it up and we didn't realize we couldn't bring it on the cruise. i got to be certain the cruise security has heard and seen everything, though. We're not talking about anything that hasn't already been tried. There are no secrets here. So is there any foolproof way to get booze on a cruise ship? Yeah, you can buy it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> on the ship. But we don't want to do such a thing, Paul. People obviously want to save as much money as they can. So what we did in our article on how to smuggle booze on, onto a ship is we wrote about various plastic bags that you can use, that you can put into your suitcase. Now, the first thing you want to avoid is metal, any kind of a metal cap or anything that's going to have a specific shape. Trigger the x-ray to go off, right? Right, that's right. They use x-ray machines just like the airlines do. So don't wrap it in aluminum foil. Yeah, don't wrap it in aluminum foil or don't use a typical flask like a person might have. Because some people actually might think that that would actually help because it would hide whatever you had in the aluminum foil. 
there is some validity to that. There's a great, we ran into a great little thing called The Diary, which is a, a hollowed out book with a lock on it. Yeah. It says My Diary. Yeah. And inside you can actually put a glass bottle and it won't show up on an x-ray as a glass bottle because it's inside of a book. And it's locked, therefore looking like a diary and no person's going to open a person's personal diary. So we kind of like that. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm reminded of the movie Blow, starring Johnny Depp, where they were smuggling marijuana into the country. But Johnny Depp has a suitcase with secret compartments where the marijuana is stashed. But inside the actual suitcase is women's underwear, which really threw the security guy off, and he didn't even want to pursue anything further. So I guess my suggestion is carry women's underwear. That's yeah. just ridiculous. I, Paul, <laughs> what do you know about these, uh, these rum runner flasks? Well, that is the brand name that appears to be the most popular plastic bag that people use mm -hmm. to, to smuggle alcohol on board. I've never seen one myself, but I've seen pictures, and they do look pretty effective. Well, a friend of mine had uh, uh, taken Fiji water bottles and replaced the water with rum and uh, vodka, clear, clear alcohols, clear liquors, mm -hmm. and that seemed to work perfectly. Right. Or you can take a mouthwash bottle and put in a few drops of food coloring. Right. But the only problem with that is it's not a sealed bottle. And so there's nothing stopping the security guy, if he sees it, from opening it up and smelling it. All right, Doug, new business venture. We need to sell mouthwash bottles filled with liquor online. You in? Absolutely not. But there's another question there. How much mouthwash does a person actually need <laughs> right? on a seven-day cruise? So along with the ladies' underwear, right. you need to have really bad breath. Well, you can find the article at cruisemates.com, how to smuggle booze onto a cruise ship, not necessarily condoning it, but just uh, how, do, how do you say, Paul? Uh... We want you to have all the facts. Right. Paul Motter, as always, a great pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Each week, we like to try and save you some money thanks to OnlineVacationCenter.com. And this week, we're focusing on luxury cruising, specifically Regent Seven Seas Cruises. They offer the most inclusive luxury cruise experience. When you say inclusive, you're not lying. They have free air, free unlimited shore excursions, a free luxury hotel package. Get this, the booze is included as well. Free beverages included wine and premium spirits. Yes. Uh, free prepaid gratuities. And what I like about Regent is they're upscale, but not uptight. They have uh, intimate ships with fewer than 700 guests. All suite accommodations, 97% of them have private verandas as well. And there's an elegant casual dress code. So once again, it's upscale, but not uptight. All right, here's the special offer for our cruise radio listeners. Online Vacation Center will give you a $500 American Express gift card with any new or transferred Regent Seven Seas booking between now and June 30th. Now, fares begin at $39.99, including better than two-for-one savings and free air. Low single supplements are available on select sailings. You can call right now, 800-809-4492, or go to onlinevacationcenter.com slash cruiseradio, or go to our site, cruiseradio.net, and just click on the Online Vacation Center logo. All right, that's going to do it. Coming up next week, more of the stuff you crave. Plus, Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy will be here. And don't forget, we are on the Stitcher Radio Network. You can download the Stitcher app for free from your smartphone app store. Just search Cruise Radio once you do it. Also, check out our premium content right there at cruiseradio.net. Just click the Cruise Radio premium content icon. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio.
Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. I'm your announcer.